Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. That's either fishing or get the shoulder fixed, and I go. Uh, it's fishing, just, like, yeah. fishing's like so far up here. Like even my girlfriend and stuff like that, I'm like, she babysits her grandkids all the time during the week and stuff. I'm like, I'm going fishing. Nobody's going to tell me I can't go fishing. Can't do nothing. I'm like, I'm going fishing. Now, I do love it when she goes fishing with me and stuff, but I'm like, I'm going fishing. But you she be like, Mah. I'm like, sorry, I'm going fishing. And you see, see something new. That's another good thing to say to people. You have to have fun. And you have to be in a relationship where the other person respects you having fun. Yeah. Especially in our crime. We... You know, there's so much divorce. I think in 2014, it was 80% for E5 and below. Oh, yeah. And I know there was a bunch of Fort Knox that divorced when we came back. Yeah. God, I know there was a bunch of people. It, it happened the first time, at the same time. Like, and, and so so what, what happens is then folks' guilt starts creeping in. Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And, what, and so the worst thing I think people do is they overcompensate. They had it, you know, and they overcorrect, and then they wind up the relationship like, oh, you want, and like you just said. So imagine that scenario where you said to your girl, hey, I'm going fishing. She says, but what about the movie? And you're like, well, I got to go to the movie because she wants to. That's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. It's it'd be great if she, she would said, go hey. fishing with me and stuff. So, but you can talk about it, and then she respects the fact you're having fun, and you respect the fact that she might want you to do something else sometimes. But it's mutual respect. It's not this, you can't go fishing today. That's crap. I, I mean, I told her from the beginning and stuff, I go, nothing against her. She's a really good girl. Um, she's 50. She Second day, I think we went flounder digging. I said, you can sit here. Because she came and visited me. And I said, well, I'm going flounder digging. You can sit here in my apartment. I'm going flounder digging. And she said, I go with you. And she came with flip-flops. I was like, what? So she likes to go fishing just to be with me. And stuff, so I said, but um, does she enjoy herself too? Yeah, she's starting to, she's, she's getting where she enjoys fishing. And she, she like went out there yesterday, she finally caught a fish. And I took a picture of her, and she caught a, a little snapper about this big. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not, the, I'm this is not a charter captain, I'm not a photographer. She goes, Take my picture, I'm like, there's your picture. Just mess, I mess with her, it's like, because I get all bent out of shape. And then she finally caught a keeper, finally, her first keeper snapper. So, but uh, yeah, did y'all jump? Did she jump in the water for it? No, I ain't jumping in there. We're big sharks in the I got a great story. So, so Kate right here behind the camera, y'all. Um, we went out before... Uh, oh, this, this is that time when... Right before I went to Afghanistan. At first, I, I caught that... Well, I had to hit it. You know, our and um, I could see my... Uh, Adam, Dan, and we were... Man, we weren't half a mile offshore. We are just cruising ashore, right? And Kate caught a cobia that was oh, yeah. huge. So good. And it was lean. They call it lean. It was big. Lemon fish. Well, so Kate gets, because we just take turns on the pole, you know, just cruising and bam, and, you know, all the guys can't catch nothing, but Kate catches it. So a fish like that, everybody has to jump in the water afterwards. So usually somebody stays on the boat, but everybody jumps in the water. Well, the, the water is moving. There goes the boat. <laughs> it, it did. It did. It, it, will, it will go fast. Too. It was moving. And Adam's the strongest swimmer among all of us. He's 
it's about your size and, and height, and, and he's built like Sylvester Stallone, you know, like he's got that, ah, he's Italian and all that, and, it, and like he can swim somehow, because he spent more time on the water, and he lives on the water right now. Um, his dad was in Vietnam, you know, he came back and took that GI Bill money and bought, not GI Bill, but the VA loan, yeah. bought a house on the water, and they, yeah. they you know, scrambled to keep it up now, because you can't. That's, you can't afford that now as, as on a veteran anything. But he, they, Adam catches the boat, and it was kind of like we're too far off to swim. So you're either going to drown or somebody's catching that boat. That's the only option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because if you're sitting there and everybody's on the boat and you're trying to hold the boat there, and then say somebody hooks a fish and everybody reels up and we're fighting this fish, and you're at this one point you're supposed to be at. By the time you get done fighting this fish, man, you're like. 500, 947 feet away. That's a long way to swim. It is. Like it really is. A thousand feet. It really is. It's my GPS, so if I say I'm working on this location to fish, it starts off at zero. We're here fishing. You hook a fish, everybody reels up, and we're fighting a fish. Before you know it, if you got a south east, you know, if you got a south wind, it's going, it's going to blow you back north, you know, back into land. Yeah. But if you don't, you're fishing, you're like, you start looking at it, and your GPS, because I have a good one, it'll say, man, we fought this fish. I'm already a thousand feet away from my point where the fish are at. So you go fast in the water before you know it, you'll lose track of where you're at. Yeah. Like, because there's nothing out there where I fish. There's a tower. I know that the tower's on my right. You can see land. Ex- explain tower. Because there's going to be folks out here. There's towers out there. There's like Whistling Towers. There's repeater towers out there. Um, and, and there are towers that are floating. Yeah. And so some are stationary inside the water and stuff. Because the water's really not deep out here in the Gulf of Mexico and Mississippi. Like out in Pascagoula, it doesn't really start getting deep until you get past Petty Boy. Then it starts dropping off into 30, 40, 50, 60, then the blue, blue water, what we call it, blue water. But um, yeah, they got towers everywhere out there. So when you go fishing, I try to tell people, you know, you got to orientate yourself. Always, wherever you're at, always start trying to write down lat longs and stuff to remember where you're at. And, you know, that's what, that's the Did you watch the TV show The Wire? It's like I had a little... In Baltimore, it's like a uh, police going after the drugs type thing. I did that. I did counter-drug interdiction for two years in Kentucky. Did you really? Rest people did meth, marijuana, crack, cocaine. But that was crazy. Undercover. Yeah, I got a t-shirt in there that says, you grow up in mullet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. One of three things you can't hide from, too, is my other t-shirt I got in there. (laughs) I did it from 2002 to 2004 before I went to Iraq. You know, it's so weird because, like, here I am as a chaplain. You know, when I was a kid, you want to get high and high and just be partying out of your mind. And then now, and I, you know, you become a chaplain, you just join the military, I had clearances and everything, and then you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. And then you're so drugged up on all them pills, and the doctor comes in and he's like, that's going to hurt you. You gotta make some choices to change it. You can move Yeah, because I gotta get off that Nexium medicine. That Nexium medicine over time turns your kidneys. See, that's it. And you can't, you know, and after three and a half years, man, I was a zombie sitting in there, you know, I'm just sitting there Netflix and everything. And they came and come up, like, what you watched today? And I didn't even know what I watched. Oh, yeah. If I sit there, like, I sat down and I take my medicine and stuff like that, and if I'm not fishing, it's hot outside. And the minute I sit down on the couch, I'm done. I'm like, well, it, it, and now I'm all about the CBD stuff. And it go off in Florida, man, I got a THC and I'll take that and my pain will go away and I go to sleep. I don't, 
you can't get them to warn them to take it and drive yeah. all over the place. You can't do crazy crap. Don't like worry, that. when you get to be my age, you won't have to take no medicine. You'll just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom's name is Medea. <laughs> Medea, literally. Yeah. Literally like Tyler Perry. She will either cuss you out or knock your block off. She'll tell you what she's thinking of. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a weird world we live in, though, because people I trusted started putting me on that stuff to, to the point where I'd be a zombie. And then like, just like you with your shoulder, man, you're trusting these people. And it's like, yeah. where's the quality control of that? You know, like, but, but I think as, I, as you tell your story and I tell my story and they tell their stories, what we start looking around and go, well, hang on a second. pattern. Yeah, and, and, and in this pattern, we can, I can maneuver because if you've maneuvered, and you, you've maneuvered, then maybe I can maneuver too. It's going to be different, yeah. but there's a pattern. There's something that's going to keep, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm interested at the end of this year. Like I got an idea that I want to do at least one of these interviews every day. I think as I get going, we get out, you know, it's going to take me a couple weeks. I got to go home and pack out a whole house. Oh, God. I've oh, got a floor again. I'm just on the other side of Pensacola. I'm, I'm three something out of here. And, um, I was, looking at, uh, I was looking through some of my stuff before we, you know, because I got home one day before we made the decision when I was gone last month. I got home, and I got boxes that are still packed from when I was a specialist coming back from Germany. And I opened some of them boxes. I'm starting to think that some of them boxes are going to get given straight to goodwill. I mean, I'll open them all down. Look through them, oh, but, yeah. but we're getting rid of stuff. Like, I took, I went through my closet, and, uh, I took like six or seven bags of clothes down at that place. Yeah. No, I got my uniforms in there boxed up, and the day I boxed them up, the day I officially retired, it was rough. It was tough, man. It was tough. I mean, it, I, I cried. It was, it was rough. I was like, man, just, I felt like my life was, 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 was ending, but it, but it hasn't. I mean, it took me a while, and I finally, I tried to work for the state of Mississippi for Medicaid. I got a job. I worked there for about 30 days and I quit because I seen people that needed Medicaid couldn't get it and the ones that, ones that couldn't get it didn't get it and the ones that got it didn't need it. And you, you know, it was driving you nuts. And it was, it was making me sick going to work every day but the people I worked for were great. You know, I did more of what I shouldn't. They go, what are you doing that for? I'm, you know, and I, I was in the military and I said, I'm not used to just sitting around. Uh, I like find stuff in my little office and I, I was supposed to do like 20 cases a day like helping people get Medicaid or whatever and it just it just wasn't conducive to me and finally I said I quit and then I said let me try substitute teaching and I did that and that's alright but I probably won't do it no more because I'm waiting on my disability right now they said they called me in May and said I'll find out in June what I get and everything and I did everything and I have an unofficial rating of 90 but I'm waiting on the other portion because they gave me 0% for acid reflux which is a happy yeah, and I got annotated, and I take the pills, and then my shoulders. So it's just a way to get it. But I, I'm, I don't know why I stress and my anxiety is high. Uh, my bills are paid. If I die before it, they can have the damn boat back. They can have the house. But but it's not like ready. We we have we you know like I like the whole idea of me talking to Kate and like letting somebody else rent a house out is because like I don't you know I get like nineteen hundred dollars every month. And I think it's church, you know. Yeah. And so my thought is like we live in a little bitty RV, small enough to pull behind on the minivan. 
if we can if we can go down for about a year, I can we can travel around. We still have a house we can go back to, and we got food. But that, you know, at some point in life, all you're worried about is food. And then other things at bottom. You've seen things. I've seen things. They wake me up at night. I remember when they first put me on mini press. I was having such bad nightmares that Kate would go get. We went and bought because I'm so freaking tall. Maybe <laughs> slip. We went and bought these these beach towels that were this big. You know, and they're pretty thick. You've seen beach towels. Mm-hmm. And we laid them on a bed, man, and you could bring them out. I was sweat. I had to sweat so bad, man. And the mini press really wasn't helping me. It just made it worse, man. It went on I think long it does. They moved me up from one milligram to two, and yeah, it's just. It's that was just, weird, yeah. though, because it's like my dreams were, and then, of course, now I mean, I just felt tired. I mean, but then I fight it and stuff throughout the day. Like when I'm fishing, my acid reflux is not as bad unless I get really bad anxiety and somebody loses a fish. <laughs> Like, you love the fish. Why do you love the fish, Corey? No. So, so, do you talk with anybody about this? Do you go? Do you see a therapist? Where you um, sit and talk like once? A I gotta go. Uh, I'll be seeing one here at the VA. I gotta go back and see her. She's gonna see how this medication is, and I'm just gonna go back and go. Sometime. So, I'll, I'll you know I go to that group these three times. And we're in the same VA system. I go to Pensacola. You know, yeah, it's the same system. I always get the calls from Bloods. And, every, and like when there's something big, like part of my jaw might need to be replaced. And at one point, they they sent me over here to get um, evaluated, reevaluate. You know. Yeah, they have to do the reevaluation. Yeah, it's just like this whole and like my anxiety at that time. Like, Kate's like, "What's wrong with you?" You know, I'm like, "It's like this, this leg movement." Oh yeah, I know. Like even doing these, if y'all watch through me doing these, like I don't do this all day long. And, and, and I, 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 I know it's doing it. I'm trying to stop it, and then I start thinking about what you're doing, and I forget it, and then my legs start doing it. I mean, I'll be sitting like in a car doing extra air constantly. Yeah. It's go 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 go. When I'm not fishing, it's like like today's break day. We went and did that. Got some groceries. Um, we're gonna have shark tonight. My uh, girl's gonna cook shark, and then you know tomorrow we'll probably go uh, have to eat breakfast, and then probably tomorrow even go try to catch some croaker at nighttime because it's too hot during the day. And everything. The so, croaker fish is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun to catch a little croaker yep. like this, and then use, we catch them. And I got a little cooler out out in the garage there. I keep them alive, so I'll transfer them to my boat when I get my oh, boat yeah, back next week. And so because snapper, mm-hmm. uh, speckled trout like them, redfish like them, shark like them. Oh, and I, we would do that with the ultralight growing up. Oh yeah, a little one, and this just you know. Like, I saw this sponsor Mr. Crappie too. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Mr. Crappie, um, lose rods and reels. If you look at my truck, on the back of my truck, it says Wage Rates Fishing Team on the back of my uh, Tundra. And on the uh, right side, it says Mr. Crappie Pro Staff Team. I got the fish with Wally Marshall. A lot of people don't know who Wally Marshall is. He's the guy that's, that's won that championship for catching crappie. In Louisiana, they call him Sockelay, but um, he's really widely known. If you go into any store and you see Mr. Crappie Jigs, you turn on the back of Strike King, you'll probably see his picture. I got lucky because some church out of Hattiesburg, when I went to see the veteran service officer, said, hey, you fish a lot. We're trying to choose four veterans if you want to come fish, and then and then afterwards we're going to cook. So I said, I'll go. I went. I went, oh, my God. It was like in heaven. It was Mr. Crop himself. And I got to see him, and I was like, thought it, it could have been like showgirls, and I'd have been a Mr. Crop, and I'd have been like, showgirls, Mr. Crop. Because <laughs> Mr. Crop, I mean, it's just like anybody who knows and catches crappie, and you get to fish with the 
the man that catches crappie is like, it was fun. I mean, it was awesome. So, and he said, a man of your caliber, serving 28 years, he said, how would you like to be on the pro staff? I don't get paid nothing. I get just discounts. And I, and I put the name out there. Hey, I'm using, a, I got like several loose rods out there. I'm using like a loose rod inshore with a Mach 1. And so you, you were talking to this guy again? Uh, I email him and stuff like that. Dude, get him on bet church wheels, man. And you are like... <laughs> And he's and I because he's doing something for veterans. Look what he's yeah. done for you, man. Yeah. So because uh, on my Facebook Ray Wagers, if you look under a bunch of pictures, you'll see a bunch of pictures of Mister Crappie and stuff. Wally Marshall's his name, and uh, you'll see a bunch of pictures with me and him fishing and all these other guys fishing and stuff. So fishing to me is just like that's my event. So so yeah, being on a fishing team, there's people like I understand, but I want you to explain to these folks that don't fish because. In the military, you're on teams. You're doing stuff. You're, you're you're connected. You're always part of a group. And you guys, ammo handlers, are this small, really connected group. Yeah. And so now you don't have anything. But then you're now you got this little team, folks. You're doing fishing with. Explain that to everybody. So I I fish with a lot of people, and they uh, come up with this little name, Wagerage Fishing Team. I got like like around ninety or hundred followers. So what better place to to fish than Gulfport, Mississippi? There's so many people here fishing here, so people put on their, hey, wage rates, where are you catching this fish? Well, I'm catching, I won't tell you my exact spot, because if you do, then everybody's fishing there, and then there's no more fish. So, uh, having like, yeah, and there's no more fish in that area. But those things have tons of fish, I tell people. I don't know why they always like, don't want to tell you this, give you a list, a little bit of hint. But um, there's a lot, it's like networking and fishing. You know, you're not going to tell them exactly where the spot is, but I'm like, hey, man, this is what I'm using. I'm using a gold. Uh, gulp minnows on a one to 16th ounce jig head, white in color. Uh, I'm going over here and I'm catching it because, heck, you can give them that bait and tell them to go over here and some people just don't know how to fish. So I have so many friends down here. I would never want to move from here. I got so many friends that fish that we just talk about. So you've built, fishing. you've built community in. Now, A Hero out of Pensacola, I love it. They, they, they get people fishing and they do this. They build community and they take people hunting and they build community. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you're connected, like you're going fishing, and you say you got friends? What if, uh, what if you're feeling horrible and you just need to talk to? Would these people be there for that? Some, some of them, some of them would, and stuff like that. I, you know, because because a lot of them, you know, it's just people I meet. So I'll be like fishing at Past Christian Harbor. A lot of people visit Goldport. Yeah, like from Minnesota, yeah, it's, it's all over. Yeah. Like, where are y'all from? Y'all don't think I'm around here. From Minnesota, but we don't want to go on a charter. But these charters are too expensive. And I go, hey. I got. I made a Facebook called Wage Rage Fishing Team. You know, a lot of people fish. They like the page. I show them where to go fish at. People follow it, and then they'll come here and go fishing. And I said, if you're ever back down here again, look me up. And I said, all I do is just charge people split gas, and you come down here if you want to go fishing and stuff. So, and that's how I've met a lot of people just by because I can talk. I can go out there and talk to anybody. I'm like, hey, you, you want to go fishing? You want to go do this? So we're gonna put your links to all that stuff in the comments. Um, you know, just comment on it and add them links under this under this okay. interview. Because I, I love it that you that you've in a sense felt strong enough within yourself to realize that you you need community. You need to do something with your life. Instead of you making myself fun. like sit in the corner in there and feel sorry for myself when I have no reason to feel sorry for whatever reason. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you know you got a great example of your dad. I mean, he's got a black lung. He's yeah. still living. Yeah. I mean, you know, because there's people that are like, oh, I got this diagnosis or whatever it is, and they 
they literally decide to die. And it's like, you, you're still going after it. And I think that's, like, when I, man, when I watched them videos of you fishing a while back, and it's just, it's inspiring, man. Like, it's, it inspired me. I remember Kate saying to me one day, she said, you got them fishing rods out there. You loved wade fishing for so long. You, cause me and my brother used to redfish just constantly. Redfish and trout, right? Just constantly walking a dog up and down, wherever. And she was like, just go out there. You know, I had a boat for a while. I still got a canoe. And um, she's like, just get up and go. And I remember, when I, remember you remember that, when I started doing that, and, and I started bringing home some meat. And, um, and yeah, fresh fishing was fun. And, and it, like, it's probably one of those things if we go back and look at how I want to do what I'm doing right now. Because I still have PTSD. I'm still sleeping with the Darth Vader mask. I'm, I, you know, like I don't take anything. And I'm sure if I went to a doctor, I told him what was going on. I could guarantee I'd find a doctor to pill me up. But, um, but I'm fortunate. The state I live in, they let me, they let me have something else to sleep in, and it has no side effects. There's nothing. There's no bottle. Tell me about the labels on the bottles. Tell, tell those folks about the labels, because I remember going each bottle's like. Yeah, like even mini press, all of them, over time, you keep taking them. I mean, they're going to affect your kidneys, your liver. I mean, you know, don't take this while driving. Don't, don't take this. Make sure you take this before. I'm telling you, it's almost like having, I need to do a PowerPoint presentation on taking my own medicine. <laughs> it is. It's crazy, man. I mean, I was so, like I said, I was so sick there. I was taking care of fat, all this other stuff, because my acid reflux was so out of whack that I didn't eat but one meal a day if that for almost three weeks. Good so it was, I was taking care of fat, and I still got extra bottles of it because I, I went ahead and told them just go ahead and get it because I kept tired of going there and I was afraid I was going to run out. But finally, I got off that, and then I finally got it under control. But like even right now, my anxiety, not because the camera, just, it just kicks in for whatever reason. I'm getting too excited or something, and it just... Well, this, this right here... As you said to me earlier, this is this is the stuff that like when you help other people, it's a little like, oh, how's this going? I mean, I got all the traveling I've done. It took me till last month to realize that this is what I needed to do because it's kind of scary. People's calling, you don't realize what it is and stuff. I mean, no, well, I mean, it's hard to go sit down somewhere and go, okay, here we go. You know, because. I got all this too, man. You know, like I'm standing in front of churches sometimes, and like most of those times, I got my guitar there, which kind of like helps me stay calm. Yeah, so I quit playing. I, I play my guitar once in a blue moon here. And so, you so, still have one? Yeah, I still got mine. The Jay Turser I have. I got it signed by Aaron Tippin when I was in Iraq in 2005. I mean, what was that song he that played that group? Man, I love it. You got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Yeah. He's going to be showing down there June 15th. Him, Sammy Kershaw. And somebody else, I forget, it's called uh, the Brothers or the, some. There's three of them. They're gonna be there on June 15th. Well, you live, you live, yeah, you got all this casino I live right next stuff, to casino man. Stuff. But I'm like, casino or go fishing, man. It's not so yeah, going to fishing, fishing, man. Going fishing and stuff. And like I said, and that's I've I've, fi- I've literally fished all last week. I fished all week. Like literally, it was yeah. fish. Come back like. Well, I know I wanted to catch. I wanted to catch you as we were running out. So I was like, hey, I'm going right by there. You're like. uh yeah, not gonna happen. I'm going fishing. 
I'm going fishing now. Like, today was like my break day. And <laughs> because the boat's in the shop. That's how I like, call you, man. <laughs> Everybody's like, because all my buddies, they make fun of I'm, I was like, you're all fishing. I'm working. And I'm like, boys, I said, just, you know, just like anything, you can't take it with you when you die. You can't take everything when you die. As long as everything's good to go, you got your health. And like I said, I don't know why I stress out. My girlfriend tries to tell me so many times, why are you stressing for? Calm down. Hey, so you know one of the things, like I, I was thinking about this earlier. We, we talk so much, you forget it. We were talking about driving. So for long, because I drive everywhere. People are like, you should fly. You know how much money costs to fly? And then in between, now that I got this idea, we got veterans in every city, every town. I, I, want, I want to do this over and over and over. Because I think it helps. I think it celebrates your life and what you're doing. But in the car, I was having real problems driving. And, and Kate, is it peppermint? Yeah. She has some essential oils, and she'd open it up, and, and I'd breathe that stuff in, and I don't I'm not Mr. Hokey. I think I watched some quacks, straight up quacks, treat my mama for her cancer. Mm-hmm. And then I watched her suffer. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not just skeptical. I get real hot real quick about some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, literally, except, you know, I don't trust now. So I <laughs> smell that thing and I'm, and I'm like, my anxiety started dropping. Not, it wasn't gone. Yeah. But like, I was stuck in traffic in L.A., man. And I was fine. Oh, no, I was in L.A. before I hated traffic. I hated it, too, but but I was fine. I drive through L, uh, Atlanta now. I, I mean, this year alone, probably went through Atlanta six, seven times. And I'm fine. I'm going to get, get, you know, I got three hours to go today. I'm not wigging out about it. Not the driving part. And, and sitting in my car is just a little bottle of essential oils, peppermint, man. I'll, and Kate will see me do it. And I got one of them spinner things. You know, like all Fidget the, spinners. Yeah, yeah, all the kids got. And Kate's like, gave me that, that is driving me nuts. Somebody gave me one because she was used to be a veteran. Uh, and works in medic, she works at the Medicaid office, and she was a veteran for like eight years. And she came and introduced herself. And she goes, here's you something to do and stuff. Because she knew my even there, I couldn't sit still um, oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. So just because people just, you know, civilian workforce, a lot of them, man, they're, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. They just, if you've worked in civilian workforce, you know. Well, it, it, it's a whole different way of life. Yeah. I but they're not thinking, like when, what happened with me as a chaplain is like sometimes I'm, especially like this guy right here, man, like I had a conversation with him, next thing you know, I'm opening the bag and there he is. And then all of a sudden, everything I'm doing, like that's why I wear this bracelet because he reminds me that like every this is important, you know. And then and we get that like the whole military is in that mindset. Yeah. You've been told that. For, I remember at basic training, you know, like I was going VRM out of basic rifle maneuvers. You learn how to use a weapon. Well, I knew how to use a, a rifle because I I was my daddy's son, you know, <laughs> 29 years, you're going to learn to shoot. Like, I was shooting guns like two, three years old. And and how to clean them and how to, you know, take care of that stuff. Yeah. And they kept saying, like, somebody's life depends on it. Somebody's life depends on it. Somebody's life depends on it. Your life could depend on it, but it's somebody else's. Even, you know, that's what, it's yeah. hammered over and over. And then I've got friends that, you know, they're, they work in an office somewhere. And it's like, hey, you know what? I don't like that manager. I'm going to quit. That don't work in the army. You don't quit. Cause you, you, that, where are you going to go and how are you going to get out? Because you want to be in jail. 
<laughs> and then the, the other thing is the the like if we were talking about this this morning the military as a whole early is always on time so if you actually showed up they say hey we're going to meet at 8 o'clock and you show up at 8 o'clock you're wrong you show up at like 6.30 or 7 yeah what do we do it for fishing my buddy's Chuck 70 I said I'm going to be there at 8 o'clock and I'll get there like at 7.30 he'll be right there See my dad's so. my dad's seventy one years old right and my dad said, I'm leaving it too. So Kate says sorry dad if you were shitting this. Kate says, he'll be going at one. Yeah, I mean that's twenty nine years of service, he can't stop. It's embedded in you or something. He says, he'd be like, Okay, I'll show up, I'll show up around four o'clock. Man, you better be ready for him to knock on the door at three, two, two, two three. Yeah, I mean, like two or three, because he's going to be there. It's just the way it is. But, um. Yeah, because at work, even the civilian job, when I first started working in the Medicaid office, I mean, I didn't start with this, and, they, and I was already there like 40 minutes early just sitting, because I didn't like the traffic, so I could get there. And yep. You can't, you can't clock in yet, so I'll just sit at my desk. <laughs> I'm here. Well, and, and it's like, it, how many times do you go to the gate? Outside of the post or wherever it is we were. Oh, There's God. 600 cars lined up. You can't be stuck in that. Yeah. Because what if they decide to search four cars and they don't get in for half an hour? Well, you better be in that formation. So they're late. Unacceptable. So, like anxiety, all that stuff, it's all there. It's hard. It's a tough thing to be a veteran because, in a sense, we're not civilians. You know, like I was in a church in California. And um, we're talking about like war's not all good, and, and it's just not. That's I mean, like it's just not all good, or right? And, and I said to the congregation, I said, well, "You have a responsibility. We've always all worked for y'all. Like the care for the veterans, it's on y'all too. Because we, Trump is, or whoever the president is at any given time, they're not in the military. They're just telling the military what to do." Congressmen and ladies are not the senators. None of them are in the military. They are, they are the representatives of the men and the women of this great nation. They're telling us what to do. And so one of the things I'm out here doing is like saying, hey, folks, this is, this is our story. This is how we see it. Now, don't take life phones but change the world with it. Yeah, that's how awesome. they got cell phones for, you know. Put stuff online, let people know, you know, because... Your problem and issue may be somebody else's problem issue that they don't know how to figure out, and then they can, if they figured it out, then they can use the same thing. Or, oh my God, there's another guy here in Mississippi that's not too far away, a veteran, and he, and he wants to go fishing but don't know how to go fishing, or or something else. I would Those say, deal houses. Rage wage. Well, I'm objecting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say it backwards, but rage wage is wage rage. Wage rage right here. You want to go fishing? This is it. So, you got a phone number on that thing you gonna put up there too? Yeah, that might just drive you nuts. You might get a lot of calls. I know people I call. Like, <laughs> I always tell my friends, like my friends know they'll know my number if they like just uh, use Messenger on Facebook, like my red wagers on Facebook, and then the wage race fishing team, and then and that's really the best way because when you go fishing, I think you told me before you like you leave that behind. Well, I, I kind of it's there on the boat, but, but I don't all, even yeah. yeah. I I use it for like my fishing is it. So I'll see stuff come up on it because when you go so far out, I can get texts, but I don't. I don't I ain't got time to reply to my conversation. I'm driving the boat. When I'm driving the boat, it's I'm looking to find the fish. I'm looking where we're at. I'm telling everybody what to do. Telling everybody to drop so I don't have time to mess with the boat. I don't. So messages 
and and I love messengers, man. Like yeah, that's that's a good thing for y'all to get a hold of me too. I mean, it's otherwise. I mean, I've been on the phone for the last. Other than service missing, like I think no, it was uh, somebody else we were talking to and dropped service. We like a call back tonight, and I got two more calls making my way home. Ah, that's a lot of calls. I wanted to talk about this for a minute. We got this up here. You left Japan. Yeah, I should have retired from there too. Did you retire <laughs> from Japan? No, I should have. I oh, retired from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where it was just it was very toxic. Yeah, but you got to be with your dad. Yeah, I mean that's I, I left Japan. I came here, and they're they're eleven hours away. I remember watching you go fishing from Hattiesburg, and thinking to myself, "God, what is it?" Because because I went to, to college in Jackson, Mississippi, so I've driven yeah. through Hattiesburg. I don't know how many. There's only a couple like lakes up there. We fished in and stuff like that. Like probably three or four. We fished in over Richton. That's a federal lake, and then Paul Paul B. And then Forest Lakes off of 49, fished over there, and then, uh, yeah, they got a bunch of little small lakes up there. So, so most Americans know when we get out of the military, they give us a flag. And that flag one day, if, if my bride here, I die before her, she might put it on the casket or something, or maybe not, I don't know. But then some of those flags get passed down, like I've got my great-grandfather's flag and all that stuff. But, What's this? What is this, Ray? Um, I was stationed in Japan, Okinawa, at the ammunition depot, and these are like my workers. Um, big guy there, that's Chief Luby. Uh, we had two civilian workers, um, Jason, and I forgot that, Mr. Sullivan uh, was the Quasis Quality Assurance Surveillance Officers uh, for the ammunition. And uh, this picture here, dancing, so, and this is like a wedding, so. This picture and this picture and this picture is like a wedding. That's the wedding. So what they do in Japan, people get married. The bride side will come up with a skit. They do a skit. Yeah. And then the groom side, they'll come up with a skit. So we got to do a skit of like a little kid's dance. It's like doopie doopie dum dum dum. I can't even remember it all. That's what they're doing. So I worked out a lot and I was like built. So I looked just like the little green guy. I unfortunately had a green tank top shirt and black shorts. I see. So they made me, they made me like that doopy little beast guy. The little kids like this little guy. He, he sings, he dances, and he works out and exercises. So that's what they did. Um, and this is like the wedding, and the wedding is huge. It's like, I mean, they do all the traditional. So they do traditional wedding, and then they start going back in time. They start, and then they go to where they're wearing the Komodo and all that. Like, it looks... Like wow, it's just it's just like it's like a history lesson. And yeah, so a celebration, of celebration of tradition, and they have we're talking like it makes the American ways look just dull, just really stupid, like really bad. And then uh, um, this was us bowling. We did a lot of activities together with the Japanese people because my workers, I was in charge of them, and my chief was in charge of them. Um, we all did a lot of stuff together. They. They enjoyed us because I embraced, tried to learn the language. I couldn't speak it very well, but I knew enough to get by. What's this? How much is this? You know, which means, you know, good day, how are you, how are you doing and stuff. So I learned a lot, and they, they were, like, fascinated. And my first word I learned is, Donosakana. What kind of fish is that? <laughs> Because if you go out there, that's fishing, they realize, so if you go out there and fish, there was 
Japanese people, if they were fishing, you probably wouldn't be fishing. I was the only American out there, a big old ocean pole, fishing with all these Japanese people. And they're like, ah, and I'm like, I can understand all of them. But I'm like, don't, I'd see them catch a fish, and I go, don't know, kind of, and they'd tell me, and I'm like, oh, so this man. I'm like, oh, okay. That just means, oh, okay. And then they came up with this because I fished. I would come in after fishing the whole weekend, and I'd bring them all tuna. Like, I, I lived off eating, like, fresh tuna, like, constantly, because I fished so many charms. And they, and they loved me, and I go, Guess what we're having this Friday? Fresh magru net. It's just tuna. <laughs> They'll be like, tuna magru? I'm like, yeah, it's magru. like, oh, wait your son, wait your son. So, and when I left, they gave me this, and it, it was, it was now, awesome. Did that tuna over there? I've been told it's the best in the world. Man, it's good. My it's brother-in-law good. and my, my sister-in-law right now are over there. Where are they at, Kate? Okinawa. Okinawa. That's where I was at, Okinawa. Yeah. yeah. He's, he told me, he said, he said, I'm gonna join the Navy so I can be on the water. I said, yeah. I said, but I really like the Army, you know? I like being out there camping, it's dirty and nasty, and I, and I liked it. I don't know why, you know. But I did, I like the camping out, and I like the whole thing. Well, not all of it, but I like So the he's water. in the Navy. So he says, I'm gonna join the Navy so I don't, I don't have to get out there in a the mess, you know, be all nasty. Man, they sent him straight to a Marine unit. <laughs> just like, he's <laughs> Navy. 16 years and they've never been on the water. <laughs> Hal, I'm so sorry. But Hal fishes. Hal's like, you. Yeah. he loves fishing. So, salty so. Rods Charter, if he's over there, I have, I, I got a shirt in there. Salty Rods, they are. They're called Salty Rods. Okay. And uh, they're really a good charter and, and I fish with those guys a lot. And I, I got a t-shirt in there. It's called Salty Rods there in Okinawa. You hear that? They're a really good charter. Yeah. And stuff. And I, I got their shirt and I call every fish. It's like a mahi, Tuna, wahoo, I caught everything except a marlin. I hooked the marlin in it. And then I threw like three, like probably like two minutes of my line screaming and me screaming as loud as the line. Because ah! I was, it, it's, I seen the fish coming like a shark and it, and I still have my lure. It's called a tormentor. I fixed it better. I took it to the store. They oh, one of the big. Yeah, it's called a tormentor. Torments them, literally. It's purple and it, it looks like a big squid just flying. And, uh, and it hit it three times. Hit it the first time, it went poof, up in the air. It came down. Hit it again, up in the air again. The last time it hit it, and it just made it. And then he spit it through it. Because it only had a single hook. Now I got two hooks on Man. So. I, I can hear you screaming. I was, I was really like, <laughs> ah, I don't know what to do. That reminds me of the last thing. I went and saw my buddy Lance Dubrock, <coughs> Navy guy who now sings all this music. We did a, a vet church interview him yesterday. And um, went to see him play. Well, sitting there eating and drinking, that good bathroom, you know, standing there. And my buddy slips up behind me in the bathroom, jumps in the middle, like, ah! <laughs> there we was, was there wasn't no fish there. <laughs> what? I know, right? You took a shower. You're like, yeah, you've been sprayed, not in the base. Like, you're crazy. So this thing's pretty cool. This is kind of like a good yeah. buy thing. And, yeah. And some units do this, and some units don't. So I would yeah. say if you're not if you're not a veteran, you get to go into a veteran's house or you get to meet a veteran. You see something like this. It has a lot of stories. Like I got camel bone swords up there. I have jade. I have a, a Chinese, a Japanese chess set. I have umushum wine up there. I have sake. I got cups that they made me. It's got my name on it up top on the inside. And these are Japanese swords. Um, I have good tacos, fish prints. They're called fish prints. Yeah. And what they do, when you catch a fish, and they take it, put it on a canvas, 
put it down. And I'll attach some of the pictures to show you because I, I, I put them in the other room there in the box and I think that's where they're at. That'd be cool, man. But uh, they're, they take the fish, paint it, put it on the canvas, and they paint it just like the fish. And it's actually the fish itself. And I have like over 30 to 40. I'm just trying to figure out where to go, uh, who can do box prints to do, make it a box so I can put them because my house will be covered with fish. Actually, fish. Hey, you guys hear that? So if, uh, you know, I'm going to do, um, do an interview with my uncle, who's Vietnam era guy, uh, Bill Bear, and he's out of Mo- a Mobile. Of course, his son's in the military. His son's wife's in the military. I mean, we got all this stuff. And um, of course, now I want to deal with everybody. So if you're looking, if you make shadow boxes, Ray right here wants a shadow box. Yeah, because it's um, I mean, the fit. Like I got one in my my. It's like. It's like this big. So it's, you know, instead of putting it in a frame, you know how they stretch it over yeah, the wood yeah, itself? Yeah. I don't, is that called a shadow box? I don't know what it's no, called. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what that's called, but it's, it's, it's they, stretched. They, they stretch the canvas and they put it behind the wood. It's real nice. And that's what I kind of want to do with it and stuff. Because I can't build, I, ain't, I can't build nothing. Hey, there's 3,000 of us plus in Bet Church. And, and we're stuff. helping each other. And I have like all these fish prints and I really haven't had time to go out to try to find out how much it costs but everybody have all these fish prints and everything and uh, it's just I mean just fish from Japan I caught over 40 something species of fish and every time I caught one I would take a fish print then I would give it to a stranger on the street because all the little small fish over there they eat they make miso soup and that one fish could feed a whole family like because not saying Japan is poor but some of it is poor it's just like America and I'll be like, here, you yeah. get my tuna. And they're like, whoa, oh, sumo sin, sumo sin. You know, just, you know, they're so thankful and stuff like that and everything. So I just help people out. Just like I said, fishing. Right, one day I'll have a boat. One day I'm going to go fishing. And you're I doing it. You're doing it right I'm now. doing something fun I like to do. Ray, thanks for joining us on Ventures. Anything else you'd like to say to folks on Venture? Nah, if anybody wants to go fishing, come fish. Cool. <laughs> hey, y'all. Remember to question, question everything. Don't trust blindly. Use your minds, think, have fun. Which I'm, I'm really glad we did this interview because it highlighted the have fun part. You went through a lot of pain and suffering. And, and we just talked about that briefly with the medications because you know there's a reason for all that. And um, But the have fun part and take care of your family, think, take care of one another. You know, And you're doing that, you guys want to go fishing, you hear Ray right now. Come on down and go fishing. All right, Pet Church. Love y'all. Take care. Thank you for joining us for part two of this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.